0: Thank you for tuning in into the New Life Church Downtown Podcast. If you would like to get connected, follow us on Instagram at nlc Downtown Little rock or email us at downtown.podcast at newlifechurch.tv. Well, good morning to you. Good morning. Just glad to be in the house of prayer. One more time, we're excited to be here at New Life Church. Uh, for those of you who do not know me, my name is Dwayne Clayton. My wife and I get an opportunity to serve, uh, particularly with married couples, but we are truly excited and don't take this opportunity lightly to share with you some words that will hopefully uplift and inspire. Let us pray. God, we thank you right now. Again, just for another day's journey, We thank you for Sunday. We thank you for church. We thank you for each other, God. And even on our best day, Father, we understand and we realize that we're just filthy rags. We stand in need of you today. We stand in need of you right now. Lord, we need you and we need each other. So we just continue to pray, Lord God, that you would show up in our lives, that you show up in church, that you show up in this message. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Well, Hey, we are having a great time this summer as Pastor Bronson is allowing us to, to share. And this morning we're sharing from Psalms chapter 1. In Psalms chapter 1, verse 1, how happy is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked, or takes the path of sinners and join in a group of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction. And he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside the streams of water that bears its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. And whatever he does prospers. And the wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like the chaff that the wind blows away. You know, that's filled with a lot of wisdom for us. And I wonder today if anyone's been on the the World Wide Web, the web, (laughs) social media, and you find something that is Just extremely ridiculous. For instance, uh, the earth is flat. (laughs) (laughs) flat. (laughs) Sporting events. How many of you are watching the playoffs right now? Sporting events that are rigged. You got the playoffs. You got football games that are just. And then you have celebrity deaths. But this next one is, is really serious, though. Birds are not real. Yeah. Yeah. Pigeons are liars. <laughs> and I can't make this stuff up. Birds are not real.com. They're just government <laughs> surveillance. I have a few images here to, to prove my point. And and so, I cannot make this stuff up, people. Do you have the other one, Monroe? Birds are not real. In fact, they're just government surveillance. That's a a St. Louis Cardinals flag. This was at a rally just recently in St. Louis. And the truth of the matter is, people, have you ever believed in something to come to find out that was totally not real? And what we have to do in our lives is be careful what is presented to us because many cases, many things that we come across, particularly on social media, is not real. In this passage of Psalms 1, it shares a lot of wisdom. And one of the things that I have learned is that we have to find balance in our lives. Oftentimes, the truth of God's word will upset the equilibrium in our lives. And I'm thankful for the message last Sunday when Chris O allowed me to really take a a peek into, hey, that we need to embrace culture just as Jesus did. While embracing culture, Jesus was relational as he met this woman at the well, and he spoke truth in love, and he met her needs. In John chapter 12, I want to look at Mary here and Mary who let her hair down literally and she anointed the anointed one and what we need to find out today is we really never know what our loving actions would do for ourselves and for others she washed Jesus' feet not only did she wash his feet it was customary at the time that as you were traveling which sandals was the uh footwear at the time, they didn't have J's, they didn't have preacher sneakers, <laughs> but hey, but hey, at that particular time, as they traveled the highways, as they traveled the roads, the, the host would allow for the feet to be washed, and Mary here, she let her hair down, but she didn't wash his feet just with water, but she used spikenard and she gave everything she had in that moment. She activated, she moved. It's okay to move with sympathy, empathy, but she moved with compassion. She uh service regardless of the naysayers. And if you take a look at that image that was on the screen, she washed his feet. And we need to serve as well in that manner. And really think about our lives. Sometimes as we move about through our daily lives, sometimes a stranger can become our best friend. You know, oftentimes we pray to God, Lord, bring someone into my path today that I can either impact their lives or they can impact my life. Sometimes seeing one feel good makes us even feel even better. Sometimes we keep what we don't want and sometimes we give away what we really need. And in this life's journey, we have to be very careful not to be so heaven bound that we're no earthly good. See, I, I, I found that in, in my life sometimes so self-righteous, but I'm not even good to the people that I, that I co-mingle with on a daily basis. What do I mean by this? Uh, if people come in contact with you, Dwayne, who may not ever part the doors of a church, who may not ever crack open a Bible, will they experience God's love in your presence? So today, I just want to talk about guarding our thoughts, the SEL edition, the, the uh, social emotional, the spiritual edition. So we have to guard our thoughts. In this text of Psalms 1, we see a man who is blessed. It says, the man that walks not in the counsel or gets advice from the wicked or the, as the Lord has worked on me in this area, I understand that I'm not the determining factor in someone coming to know him. But I do understand that I have to be a witness. My life has to be a witness. But one of the things that his scripture tells us, that with loving kindness have I drawn thee. And so I can oftentimes pick up this word and share this word, but if if I don't do it in love, how can they be drawn? And so we must understand that we have to... uh, have the knowledge of Jesus Christ, but we have to understand that our lives is a witness. We have to be a witness. Acts 1 and 8 says that once the Holy Spirit has come upon us, we have power. The helper has come into our lives. Now we have power to be a witness. Even in culture, can I borrow Pastor Rick for a moment? Uh, He wrote a book a few years ago, and it says, we're called to be real love in an angry world. We're called to be a witness of his goodness, And as we get back to the text, how many of us want to experience happiness? Verse 1 says, happy is the man who walks not after the counsel of the wicked. How many want to be happy today? If we do not use or depend on the counsel of the wicked, unholy, immoral, corrupt, or evil, we can be happy. What would it look like getting advice from someone who doesn't love God or love themselves. True story, I was trying to love this lady right here, and I failed miserably. And it just come a point in my life where I realized that, Duane, you may not even love yourself. And so operational language is very important to us this day and time, even in the school system or wherever you may work. Well, Operational language is so important because I could not love her if I did not love myself. And I could not love, period, because God is love. And until I did not come into the knowledge of who he was, love could not exist. So how do we know if we're following the right counsel? How do we know if we're following the right path? Point number one, be careful not to follow those who are not following God. I know that oftentimes we enjoy people, we love the company, we, we, we get enamored with their charisma. We, we have to make sure that we surround ourselves, though, with, with people who will edify and uplift us. Just because something sounds good don't mean it is good. Just because something feels good doesn't mean it is good for us. And so one of the things I want to point out is social media. Oftentimes we get advice from folk that don't have anything but Facebook to the name. And see, some of my mentors have told me, said, Dwayne, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find a different room. My wife and I, we were coming from D.C. a few weeks back, and we were sitting beside this guy. He was giving all these different conspiracy theories. He's like, man, I don't even like this. This is not even real. And he said, why are you listening to this person anyway? All they have is, is what they put on social media, and it's not real. But that's an interesting point, though. You want to get counsel from somebody who has experienced some things, who, who can tell you. See, there's one thing to have a taught lesson. There's another thing to have a bought lesson. That's real experience. Facebook can be fine as long as you edify and not vilify. We can get caught up in so much by scrolling through it. It's not always good. Sometimes things are uplifting. Uh, if I can just help somebody, be careful who you follow in real life and on social media. Because one of the things we do know is that the prince of the air exists there. Ephesians chapter two. Just pause here for a moment. Ephesians chapter two, verse one says, and we were dead, or you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you previously walked according to the worldly age and according to the ruler of the atmospheric domain and the spirit now working in the disobedient. So we want to be mindful where we spend our time. Here's an idea about, about being on the, uh, social media. Research it before you repost it. Is it true? Does it check out? Does it line up with your core beliefs? The other question is, does it line up with God's word? A moment of reflection and embarrassment for me. You know how you, get, you got a friend, you said, man, oh yeah, Dwayne's legit. And this person's post something, and it's like at the end of the post, you know, it's like this uh, sad commentary, and then it's like, hey, I am maybe sick or whatever. And then at the end, you're like, yeah, man, I'm praying for you, but you didn't read all of it. And then the guy said, hey, I just posted this just to see if you would read all the way through, and it was just like something that was not real. Because oftentimes people do not read, they scam and they scan. And the end of the post says, "No worries, I'm just checking to see who will read this." Also, things that we can think about: Could it bring kindness and compassion? It's the kind of uh, kindness that God wants us to be involved in that would lead to repentance. Kindness is rarely present in online debates. So stop taking social media for face value. We cannot allow people also with social media or in real life to rent space in our heads. It's too expensive. Because the scripture reminds us, it says, he whose mind is stayed on Christ Jesus, he will keep us in perfect peace. You know, and and Paul told the church at Philippi, he says, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely to think on these things. Another piece that we can get from uh, this is also found in Acts chapter 17. If you want to fact check something, see, we got to be like the Berean Christians. In Acts chapter 17, verse 10, it says, As soon as it was night, the brothers sent Paul and Silas off to Berea. And on arrival, they went to the synagogue of the Jews. Verse 11, the people here were more open minded than those at Thessalonica. And since they welcomed the message with eagerness and examined the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. We gotta be like that, church. We got to examine those things that we come in contact with. Then it says, verse 12, constantly many of them believe, including a number of prominent Greek women and men. So point number one, we gotta be careful not to follow those who are not following God. Point number two, we have to delight ourselves in God's word, in his teachings. One of the things I found out <laughs> is that his ways are not our ways. I remember wanting to, bait, to debate someone. Some, once upon a time, you know, I felt like I was in the word, I was doing good, and I said, man, I, I just want at this guy. But I saw a friend of mine who was mature in the word, and, and he said, no, Duane, you don't want to do that. And God showed me through this person How you deal with with people. See, God showed me through another person how to lovingly share his word. And if you want to test to see if you're following God's way, just look around and see how many folk are following you. True story. I remember when I was doing it and everything, man. My phone was blowing up. My phone was ringing. My homies, when my homies called, I was right there. But if you really want to see if you're following God, see See who's following you. And, and oftentimes, you know, you said when you, when you get something, people will, will be around you. But it just depends on what you have. Do they want it too? And so one of the things you have to ask yourself is many that started with you are no longer with you. When I was doing it and everything, my phone was percolating, so to speak. Uh, too many of us proclaim believers run to the sources other than the Bible. Matthew chapter 7 gives us a great illustration here. It says, chapter 7, verse 13, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who go through it. Verse 14, how narrow is the gate and it is difficult for the road that leads to life and few find it. We need to make the word of God our sole basis for truth in our lives. The word has to become a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our paths. The word has to be our compass. The word of God has to be our battle axe. The word of God comforts us. The word of God corrects us. The word of God is power and it is life. Borrowed this from Fred Hammond. Jesus, thank you for being the living word. Bread of heaven sent down from glory. Many things you were on earth. A holy king, a carpenter, a carpenter. Awesome ruler, gentle redeemer, God with us, the living truth. And what a friend we have in you, awesome ruler, gentle redeemer. And a friend we have in you, Jesus, Jesus, that's what we call you. And the more we get into his word, the more we learn about the attributes of him and what benefits he has for us. You were born on a manger, in a manger, but died on a tree. You died to save humanity. Jesus, Jesus, that's what we call you. You were born in a manger but died on a tree. You died to save humanity. When we believe in this and allow it to take root in our lives, then we have access to the power. Point number two, we got to get into God's word. We have to meditate on it and learn his instruction. Point number three, we have to stand planted and produce fruit. The psalmist reminds us that those who do not follow the paths of wrong people and deliberately devote themselves to God's word are like trees planted by the river, which means we don't get blown to and fro when there's a so-called revelation that pops up. We don't get blown to and fro by every wind and doctrine. How can we grow what we're planted? See, in that passage of scripture Psalm says you're like a tree planted by the rivers, but how can we grow there? What we're planted. How can we grow in the local church? Some seasons look different than other seasons when you're growing. Some seasons look like you're on probation, and you're just being pruned. See, sometimes God has to cut some stuff back, okay? And my advice to us today is that we got to stay planted, even when we're pruned. There are some some dead, unproductive parts that have to be pruned away. We would have never gotten where we are today if we would not have stayed planted in the church in god's mission in the word and when the going gets tough some people say the tough gets going but when the going gets tough stay planted some folk have said that when it's too hot get out of the kitchen but see we gotta we gotta just put the mittens on we got to stay planted some folks said throw in the towel but we got to stay planted can i borrow apostle paul for a moment in Acts chapter 27, Paul began to talk to the people. Acts chapter 27, it says, when it was decided that we were to sail to Italy, that handed Paul over to some and some other prisoners to a centurion named Julius, in an empirical regiment, I'll drop it down to first nine, by now much time had passed and the voyage was already dangerous. And since the fast was already over, Paul gave advice and told them, Men, I can see that this voyage is headed towards damage and heavy loss. But the centurion paid attention to the captain and the owner of the ship, and rather than to what Paul said. Verse 20 For many days neither sun nor stars appeared, and a severe storm kept raging. Sometimes the storm is going to rage in our lives, but we got to stay planted. And in reality, it is when you stay planted. And just like the end of this story, they made it through on broken pieces. Sometimes we're going to look like they looked in this passage of scripture. We've been through the storm and rain. We've been through the fire and the flood. We've been through sickness and pain. And if I were to testify today in real life, I've been in the muck and Maori clay. But we got to know this that we got to keep our minds stayed on Jesus. And when our thoughts are on Jesus and his blood and his righteousness, on Christ, the solid rock we stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. And as I head to my seat, here's another story as I give you these points be careful not to follow those who are not following God delight ourselves in God's teaching and instruction stand planted to produce fruit and let this mind be in us that is also in Christ Jesus in John chapter 3 there was a story about a man named Nicodemus and he wanted to know he said teacher how cannot become born and Jesus told him you have to be born of the water and of the spirit and as I go to my seat he says you got to, but marvel not you have to be born again there's probably someone here today you've believed some things that were not true, you've followed some paths that didn't lead you to where you wanted to go But the truth of the matter is this. You've had some difficult times in your life. But at the foot of the cross, each one of us can be on a level playing field. Each one of us will have access to God's grace, his mercy, his redemption. Hey guys, Pastor Bronson here. just want to say thank you for listening in. Uh, our hope and our prayer is that this podcast equips you on your walk, your journey with Jesus. And so please like, subscribe, share, help us spread the word. We love you.